Here's one you'll like, Marcus. Middle Earth. Man, I've been there. I've been to uh, the filming locations for Hobbiton, Mordor. I have I have seen Mount Doom. Okay. I have. Is it uh, as, as beautiful as the pamphlets describe it? Believe it or not, it's a, it is a volcano and it's a ski field. Do they have like a creepy eye on the top? No, no. Unfortunately, well? no. that was yeah, that was all digital. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, so Sauron's not real. No, he's oh, fake. <laughs> it was kind of cool, but like also at the same time, it's like when you go to the Royal Tallyrell Museum. Like when I was going there, I was like, because I love Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, and I was seeing all the movies and the books and what was in my imagination and yeah. on screen. And then you go there and it's like, it is just a landscape and it's not like all this fantastical stuff. It's amazing, but you're also a little bit let down. Like same thing when you go to the Dinosaur Museum because you're like, I'm going to the Dinosaur Museum. You're like half kind of expecting dinosaurs. <laughs> really sure, like, fair enough. And then you're kind let down when you go there okay i remember i read the lord of the rings books and i love the trilogy i love the the story he created but when you actually read the books they are really freaking boring in spots like they're talking about all these battles and all these locations i've never loved tolkien as a writer i love the mythology he created and the overall storyline and that's but i think he was really dull i mean you read the book that came after that what was the one the sim the cimmerillion yeah boring as shit that one was literally the history of the whole wide world. Like, it's like you use that like that iceberg analogy. It's yeah. like Lord of the Rings is what you see in the Cimmerillion. It's like the creation of this whole world. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's so much more vast than what you see in Lord of the Rings. We uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we cut to the, um, the writing room of J.R.R. Tolkien. He's uh, working on his next masterpiece. His uh, butler comes in. Hello, sir. How are you today? <sighs> Good, is. Um, uh, pancakes? You got any pancakes? <laughs> Quite, sir. And your regular coffee or tea this morning, sir? Uh, yeah, the coffee's good. Brent? <laughs> Brent the butler? I'd like you to take a look at my manuscript. It's finally complete. This one's taken me 17 years. Sir, it would be an honor. I'd like you to be the first one to read it. I... <sighs> 17,000 pages. Well, sir, would you like me to read this on my off time, or would you like me to start digging into it right now? We could discuss it over pancakes and coffee right, or whatever right. the hell let, is he brought Let me here. go get the pancakes, and, and I'll send in the publisher. He's, he's here now, and, and uh, are you ready to receive him, or would you like to wait for the pancakes? Mm, uh, pancakes first, then publisher. I'll be right back. Pancakes before publisher always. I'll be right back. You know that, Brent. So the... Uh, Tolkien and Brent and uh, the the publisher spend the next 18 or so days poring over this manuscript uh, locked away in this little room with nothing but pancakes and coffee. So tell me, Tolkien, what's this one called again? I've already forgot the, the title. It's Upper, Middle, middle Lower, Sub-Earth. So, you know, I, we've already gone through the details of Middle Earth. This one explores the Upper Earth, the Lower Earth. And the sub-Earth below the lower Earth and, and just really breaks down all of the Earths. So I'm, I'm noticing in your first 12 chapters, not a lot actually happens. There's, is there a way that we can, you know, like what Peter Jackson did with your films, just kind of condense it a little bit? Peter Jackson, he took all my movies or he took all my ideas and he turned them into these movies that had like action and, and driven plot. Now, now, sir, settle down. I, Sorry, I, I get myself don't all want you to get up. all worked up and bring up those pancakes and I'll have to run for medicine and settle down, sir. You know, it has been 17 days and we don't have an actual toilet in this room, so it is getting a little bit, it is. A little bit raw in here. 
But my my apologies, sir. I've been falling behind, and it's such a big book, and I mean it does drag in some places. And what do you mean? What do you mean drag? Like what? What are you talking about here? Well, I fall asleep, sir. What? I fall asleep, and then I have to wake up and have to reread the lines that I read. And as I, by the time I get back to the word that I fell asleep, I fall asleep again. Okay, well let's see the let's see the chapter you're on right now. You see, this is the details about uh, you know Upper Earths. Cloud Aurelian. Cloud Aurelian and does the, have a the, good name, though. The, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think the Tolkienites will eat that up. And this chapter, you know, really goes into the details of the people who live there. Actually, just the one person. This is uh, Miss Marsha, who lives at five two three Cherry Pick Lane. We talk about her, and we talk about her house, uh, and we talk about her um, pantry, the food items that she has in her pantry. Uh, oh. Then we discuss what she typically has for breakfast. Uh, and then she makes the breakfast, the five chapters, her making of the breakfast. Yes, yes, I totally and, agree. The making of the breakfast. And then uh, Miss Gertrude comes in. They discuss having breakfast together. And they have, you know, about a two-chapter discussion about that. And then ultimately Miss Gertrude decides that she doesn't want breakfast there. So she leaves. But then she realizes that she doesn't have any eggs. So she goes down to the store. But they're out of eggs as well. So, and, and then it just sort of goes from there. And... <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <coughs> oh, you see, sir, it happened to him, and it happens the same to me. It's just, very, very I, good. I just don't quite understand what it all means in the big scope of things. Yeah, I, I understand pancakes, and I understand eating, but all that other stuff just bores me, sir. Now, now if, here's the thing. If, if you can tie this into a good theme, because there were a lot of good themes in your previous work, but if you can tie pancakes and clouds into a good theme, I think we can publish this. I think we can maybe even sell the movie rights back to Peter Jackson, make a little bit more profit. We cut to the press conference for the release of J.R.R. Tolkien's brand new book. What was this book called again? The Breakfast Club. <laughs> and uh, I understand you guys are under a, under a lawsuit with this work. Isn't there a movie already? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't lied. I don't watch television. I hear the inspiration for this book came from your butler, Brent. Yes. Uh, yes, we had a good long discussion about breakfast. He uh, serves me pancakes and some sort of coffee every morning. We sat in a room for 17 days and smelled our own shit and uh, discussed pancakes. And now you, I understand you made a character out of Brent. Mm-hmm. What kind of what kind of creature is he? Because he's not exactly human. Is no, he is uh, he's a compost of uh, waffles. Uh, and this book is really all about you know the adventures of the waffle man as he searches for uh, the one syrup. The one syrup to rule them all. <laughs> what, the one syrup to no, just the best syrup out there. To, <laughs> Now, do you really think it required seven chapters to talk about Brent just to build the character? That seems a little excessive. Well, I mean, I mean, we have to, to really describe, you know, the process of battering the waffles, cooking the waffles, and using the waffle iron. And each individual square has its own detail, has its own story behind it. So we have to detail the stories of all the waffle squares that make up Brent the Waffle Man. This is going to be a bestseller, trust me. Cut to the chapters the, at the midnight release, and there's a huge lineup, and people have been camped out for days. Oh my god, I, I heard that the Waffle Man, like, spoiler alert here, but uh, it gets attacked by the Legion of Bacon. The Legion of Bacon, the I've heard. Le- I've heard this is the most evil Legion since Morgoth led the army against Silmarillion. Oh my god. <laughs> the Cimmerals. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm waiting to pick up my next Dr. Phil book, and this line seems to be 
taking me a while. <laughs>